Welcome to the Save by Mother Earth podcast. I am your host, Heather Webster, and in this podcast, we weave together conversations of spirituality, wellness, and nature immersion to help create connection for your mind, body, and soul. Come join us on the journey of self-discovery. Today, before I start this interview with Jessica, I wanted to share an upcoming offer and event that I have. It is a four or eight week course available to you to get you more connected to your intuition and your inner self-confidence and self-love to reach those dreams you've been dreaming for. Come with me on this journey and start connecting with yourself so you can make your dreams possible. We will work in depth on goals you have, whether it be weight loss or a new job. Find your inner self-confidence and self-love so anything is possible. If you'd like to learn more, go to the show notes and click on the links. And now on to the interview. Hi, Jessica. It's so great to have you here on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be getting to know people, right, on different levels through this. Um, podcast course that we're taking, but also just getting to know people that are on the same wavelength, right? And same purpose in life or similar. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about kind of your journey, how you got to where you are now with your story. I was an elementary music teacher. I actually met my husband. We got our music degrees together And then we graduated, drifted apart. We never dated in college, but somehow found our way back to each other. And I think uh, most people have this one day I want to go to blank and they fill it in with a country or a state or a, a monument or a national park. And mine was one day I want to go to Italy. And you know, when you're dating somebody and you just, kind of are getting to know each other and you say statements like that. I I said that to him and he was like, well, we'll just go. And I was like, like, we'll just go. And he was like, yeah. And, and he had already been backpacking in Europe right after college. So he had already kind of, you know, experienced some other countries. I, I went to, to Cancun right after high school. That was our senior trip, but (laughs) That was a little bit different than his backpacking experience. (laughs) So when we got married, our honeymoon was in Greece. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And then um, a few months later, we did a big Europe tour. I think we did five countries. And one was Italy. And I completely caught the travel bug. And I was like, okay, what can we give up in our lives to make travel a priority. And uh, so we figured out we could cut cable, we could cut Starbucks every day, and all of a sudden we can afford another trip or two. <laughs> so this is, uh, I don't know, I feel like travel really has a way of opening one's mind and opening one's eyes. And uh, I'm from the South and um, had, you know, very Southern conservative Um, Christian views, and which is fine. Um, I'm still a Christian. (laughs) I'm not saying travel made me not a Christian. (laughs) 
but um you know in traveling you get to see things from different perspectives and one of the trips that i, I think was probably most life-changing for me was a trip to egypt and we were there with an archaeologist and he was an Egyptologist and he could speak French and German and Arabic and English and he could read hieroglyphics. And, and we were just standing in this temple and he had read several things to us, but what he was saying at this point was they are pretty sure that amen is derived from Amun-Ra, which is their, you know, their God. And I was like, wait, what? And it was just a, a group of people who were born before Christ walked the earth, who wanted to find the true path. And it was a, a path of love and it was a path of family and a, they wanted the path to God. And it was quite eye-opening for me to see that there are a bunch of different ways to look at things and just to read about them and find those universal threads of truth became uh, really a priority maybe for me, but not in like a research kind of way necessarily, but just as a travel and experience things kind of way. So that was, a, that was quite a while ago. That was a pretty early trip for me. And uh, we also love to travel out West and we would go hiking and hike in the mountains. And uh, we were both teachers. And so I don't, uh, you're a teacher. So you probably have a bit of this, like we have to get our 30 years in before we retire. So we were both like at the mindset of, we have to stay in Georgia for those 30 years so that <laughs> we can get our retirement. And then after those, we can go anywhere we wanna go. And I just kept having this longing for mountains and water and hiking. And I ended up um, actually a friend, you know, people come into your lives for a reason. A friend mentioned my current neighborhood and uh, I was like, where is that? And she said the city. And I was like, oh no, because this is a tiny, even tinier town than I, that I grew up in. And she was like, just go visit it. And so she actually took me on a tour and it's mountains and it's lakes and well, a lake and mountains and there's hiking and we can kayak and paddle boarding. And I was like, yeah, I was like, John, if I'm going to survive, you know, 30 years here, which is not 30 anymore at this point, but um, I really feel like I need to move to this place so I can hike every day or paddleboard or kayak. And he was a bit resistant. Uh, he did have a lot of things going on in his life at that time. And I was like, you know, I'll handle everything. And so um, he, now we're always like, when we're standing at the base of the waterfall, that's 0.9 miles from the house that we just walked to. He's like, you know, you manifested this. And I'm like, I did manifest. <laughs> you made this happen, Jessica. And I'm like, I did make this happen. Um, so with all gratitude and respect and, and love to the universe, counting my blessings um, every day. So that's kind of where we are. And I ended up not finishing 30 years of education. Now he's still finishing his 30 years and I'm so glad he's staying stable so that I can, you know, go be the dreamer and, and <laughs> pursue all my wild callings, one of which is, you know, starting the the podcast which is how we were able to meet but I I think that kind of led me to this other path so I was diagnosed with this weird autoimmune disease 
And the doctors were really trying everything. And they tried everything from prednisone to taking my spleen. Um, for five years, they were trying things. And they just could not get my blood work back into the normal range. And so I started looking for natural solutions. So I was looking for diet, um, adding antioxidants, uh, adding essential oils, adding supplements. And it was actually that natural path that helped get my blood work back into the normal range. And I was able to just tell my friends and family the good news. And, you know, they had been on this five year roller coaster journey with me. And it, it eventually turned into a business where I share this natural wellness, this natural lifestyle and help people reach their health goals, what, you know, whatever they may be. And uh, it supplanted my teaching income. And so now that's my full-time job. Wow. What a story. Like, so I'm thinking back to like everything you talked about, which was so inspiring so you started out by really talking about how you started out in this town that kind of raised you a certain way, right? In your family, in your culture. And then in order to get out and see more of the world, you had to simplify a little bit, yes, uh, right? And so you started cutting back to say, okay, this is, this is a priority for me. So I'm going to make changes in my life to make this happen by simplifying and taking things out that weren't as much of a priority, which can be sometimes hard giving up things like your Starbucks coffee or cable. Um, so, but then like that opened up the world so you could then explore and through that exploration in Europe and out West, the idea of how you got to see the world as more of a vast universe, I guess you could say of like different possibilities, right? And you moved into this town or even like, it sounds like it's even smaller than a town into this area where you are surrounded by nature. And between that and some of the natural things that you've talked about, whether it be your yoga or essential oils, or just hiking and being out in nature, you were able to start a healing process that helped you along the way, which is so, it's so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. It is quite a journey when you kind of lay it out like that, but you know, every yes you say to something is a no to something else. And so you've really got to look at your priorities. And if it is travel, is Starbucks a higher priority? Is cable a higher priority? And maybe it is like no judgments. It's just that, you know, some people do say, how are you able to travel so much? And it's really, we've, we chose to make that a priority and say no to some other things. Yeah, it's, I was talking about that recently, I think with a, one of my clients about how sometimes you have to lose something to gain something, or actually you always have to lose something to gain something, right? Yeah. So if you want to make that change, right? And I like how you say, say no to something and say yes to something else, right? Kind of putting it in a, a nice positive spin on that of anything could be possible, depending on what you're able to, or willing to give up to let that other thing in. Yeah, I think willing, I, I do think it's willing. And I, I mean, I don't want anybody to beat themselves up if they're not willing to give up something that's okay. Yep. That's just, that's the priority you've chosen. So do you boo? Exactly. Exactly. It's so, yeah. And it's, I think in our culture, in our society, it's so easy for other people to kind of put 
expectations of what you should do. And it sounds like to me from your story that you're like, I'm going to look past some of those expectations and do me. You know, that might just define my life. I don't know how you like latched on to how to define me so much in such a short time. <laughs> but, but yeah, other people's expectations are are not are not my priority. <laughs> and that's powerful, right? Because I think once you can let go of that, you're able to do great things and and become more your authentic self of who you want to be and where you want to be. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us a little bit more um, about kind of what techniques you use on like a daily basis in terms of your the mindfulness and the yoga and the um, essential oils. Yeah, absolutely. So anytime someone's trying to add some positive daily habits, start small. So start with one habit. And then once that one's a habit, add another one. So even though I have a lot of daily healthy habits, I didn't add them all at once. (laughs) So um, I actually, this is a little bit of my yoga side. Um, In Ayurveda, they speak about as soon as you wake up to scrape your tongue and brush your teeth. And if you think about this, and I'm sorry for the listeners who, who are doing this, and I did it for years, like this is one of the most recent habits I've added, but I think a lot of us wake up and drink a big glass of water. And so if you think about your mouth being closed and all the bacteria that was growing in your mouth overnight, and then you drink a big glass of water and all go straight to the gut. Like once I thought about that, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to start this tongue scraping and brushing my teeth first thing in the morning thing and then have my glass of water after that. That's I know. <laughs> like and how am I because that? I do exactly what you said. I go and drink water first thing before. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to say that's not a great habit because that's a great habit. But then when you, once you eyes no better, do better. So like what your eyes have been open to, oh, all that bacteria is now rinsing down into my gut. That might be something you want to change. So just something simple as scraping your tongue, brushing your teeth first thing, and then going to get your water. And then I do recommend citrus uh, water. And I use essential oils for that. So let me be very clear. If your essential oil says not for internal use, please do not drink that in your water. They're they're really telling you that it's not 100% pure. Even if it says 100% pure lemon essential oil, not for internal use, they're telling you that there's something else in there besides lemon, because obviously we're allowed to eat and drink every part um, of a lemon. So, but I do do citrus water. I actually do tangerine. Um, It's really high in limonene, higher in limonene than lemon is. And the essential oils are from the peel. And so if you're squeezing a lemon, it has that all that acid in there, it's going to be bad for the enamel on the teeth. So that's why a a quality, a high quality essential oil is going to be much better for that because it's from the rind and it's not going to take that enamel off the teeth. So those are a couple of things that I start off right out the bat. Tongue scrape, brush your teeth, big glass of citrus uh, oil water. Where do you find essential oils? I've never been able to find essential oils that you can consume. Yeah, so I... I only trust doTERRA. And if, you know, if you've done your research and you trust something else, you know, 
that's fine. But uh, the reason I chose to trust doTERRA is they have a company that's not their company. It's a third-party company that tests their oils and publishes all the results. So there's a few companies that um, show testing, but it's their own testing, which, you know, that's, I mean, that can be true or it cannot be true. And a lot of those companies show it just for one batch that they tested one year, five years, 10 years ago. And with this company that tests for doTERRA, they publish it for every bottle. So there's actually a number at the bottom of the bottle that you can search and see the testing from a third party from that actual bottle. So after all the research I did, that's why I, I landed there. But it is 95% of essential oils are adulterated. Um, some, most are synthetic. And most of those are created from a petroleum product. Ah, so if, if this says not for internal use, please, please, please don't drink it. <laughs> how do you know how much to put in? Do you have like a guide that talks about kind of how much to put in if you're just putting it in your water? I'm fascinated by this, by the way. So I'm very interested in learning more about the like. Yeah, beware. Oil. I will talk about this all day. So <laughs> I always tell people to start with one drop and just taste it and, and see what they think with with citrus, um, I can have a lot. Like I like that citrusy, that kind of tangy flavor, but you can always add more, but you can't take drops away. So I will tell you, I do five drops um, just because I'm trying to get 10 drops in my body throughout the day. Um, just to have that kind of gentle cleanse, kind of go in there, clean up everything. Um, it's not a, it's not a forced cleanse, so it's not going to make, you know, run to the restroom or anything, but as a rule, we shouldn't be, um, internalizing more than 24 drops a day. Okay. Now, is it, do you get some benefits by infusing it into the air as well when it comes to maybe not citrus, but other scents? Yeah, even citrus. So um, when we diffuse, it makes it into small little particles. It gets into our lungs. So like it's still getting into our body. You know, it's landing on our skin. So it's still slowly absorbing into our body. But the cool thing about diffusing it is it goes right to the limbic brain. And that's, you know, that's the sense of smell right to the limbic brain. And that can change mood so, so quickly. So if you're trying to shake yourself out of a funk, if you're just trying to have some uplifting, if you're trying to create a calming experience, anything that's external that you're really trying to control to create a certain environment, I highly, highly recommend diffusing. Awesome. So, okay. So I have another question that kind of builds off that is that I've been finding recently that clients have been really tired as we move into kind of the fall and the longer nights, shorter days. Are there essential oils that are energizing, but not to the point where it changes kind of their rhythms? Mm, that's a great that, like, boost that can give them that boost during the day, but doesn't change it. So it's hard for them to kind of sleep at night. Yeah, that's actually a great, a great question. So essential oils aren't going to force anything upon the body. And so you're not going to have that kind of stimulant feel where if, oh, if I do this after a certain time, it's going to have this effect on me. So that's, that's perfectly fine to diffuse citrus is probably what I would choose diffuse citrus in the afternoon. Um, and then when you're ready to create that calming environment, maybe switch to something more calming like lavender, or we have a blend called serenity. That's what I use at, at bedtime to create that, that calming uh, environment. It's so interesting, right? Because we talk about, when I talk about kind of 
mother earth and nature and stuff like that and how the senses are so important for mm -hmm. connecting yourself back to who you're supposed to be in this world of right connecting back to the world and connecting back to yourself that the senses are so important it sounds like for essential oils you can almost pick up on every sense through those essential oils and I've been diving into chakras at all a, a little bit have you can you tell me a little bit if you I see you nodding. So I'm thinking this might be something that you're interested in as well. I love talking about the chakras and I know um, a lot of my listeners have been really fascinated with connecting to their intuition and their third eye, but also I know there's a lot of listeners that are, want to connect to their heart and their root and things like that. Are there scents or essential oils like um, that kind of connect to those different chakras? Yeah, so we didn't talk about this in our pre-interview, so it's kind of funny that you've set me up for this. So I've actually written two books on essential oils and chakras and yoga. <laughs> what are their names? Tell me the titles. They're, they're very similar. So one is Om Yoga, so it's oils, meditations, mantras, and yoga, and Om Yoga Kit. So there's the kids' version. Yeah, and so it literally tells you <laughs> what oil, where to put it, what emotion we're, we're going for when we pick that oil, and then what yoga poses to do because they correspond with that chakra. We will put the names of those books in the show notes, so definitely take a look at those um, after you listen to this podcast, but that is fantastic. Are there some tips you have around, and then they can read the books for the rest of the stuff, but... Yeah, sure. So if you kind of just think about it, let's say we're trying to do grounding, we're trying to do root chakra. So you're going to want to do tree oils and you're going to want to place them right on that root chakra. And then everything you're thinking about, every body part that touches the ground, you're thinking about it touching the ground. You're thinking about it grounding. Even your maybe your roots are growing deep into the earth as we use that essential oil, smell that essential oil, feel it on that root chakra and then picture that thing as we're doing the yoga. Wow. I'm so excited that you wrote books a lot on this too. Cause so, cause that's something that, right. I talk um, often with clients and things like that around the crystals that align with it and um, starting to look into kind of the movements that align with it as well. And then also kind of mantras, but then there's the scents that go along with it. I know some of my candles have some of those scents in them as well. So do you have any tips for people who are trying to connect further with their third eye? Yeah, so there are several essential oils that are great for the third eye. The one that's coming to my mind for some reason is Melissa. Um, but I can definitely, like if, if you want that in the show notes, I can definitely look that up. I don't know, sometimes when one comes to my mind, that's the one that I'm supposed to be talking about, but that's the oil of light. And I believe it's the oil of light and purpose. The book that I recommend, then for this, if people want to get, I mean, obviously you can get mine, but if you want to just look at essential oils, emotions, and chakras, the book I highly recommend is called Essential Emotions. It's like my favorite little, I like, it's my favorite. I take it to all my, when I teach yoga, I put the oil on, we read from the Essential Emotions book, and then we really focus on that chakra for the, the entire practice. But when you're doing third eye, it's actually the easiest one to 
pull into any practice because any pose you're in, you just find your focal point. So we call that a dristi. So if any standing pose, if you find that focal point to stare at and put all of your focus on that and then smile because, you know, we're happy warriors. We don't have to be intense warriors. <laughs> and then also when we're on the ground, anytime the forehead is touching the ground or it can touch um, our palms, we're bringing into that, that third eye. And then from a meditation standpoint, when we close our eyes, it's almost as if we're trying to look at the third eye from behind the forehead. Uh, so we just focus our eyes right on that third eye. And I would put that essential oil right on the third eye, take some deep breaths and just settle into your meditation to settle on that, that third eye. Sorry, I wrote happy warriors in big letters. Um, and the first thing that came to me in terms of like the insight that I got from that, when you were talking about that, is that you have become a, like the happy warrior through your journey. I think I have become a happy warrior. I have a couple of friends that call me uh, the gentle warrior. I'm not so sure about that. I think I, <laughs> I think happy warrior is, is a good definition of me. Like come through those struggles still, you know, still willing to fight, but I'm going to find joy in that journey the entire way. So important. And the interesting thing, right? We just went um, that through the the warrior moon um, for the the moon that just the full moon that just went by, and talking really about finding your warrior and finding that connection where it's not about going to war and fighting, but it's like making sure you can get through the obstacles and come out the other mm -hmm. side, whoever you're supposed to be. And it sounds really so much like you found your purpose and your calling. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That means so much. Cause that's literally what the pot, my podcast is about. <laughs> so okay, so speaking of your podcast, so share what, what is your title of your podcast that's coming out? It is uh, coming out December 1st. It's called, should I stay or should I grow? And I have a partner and she's kind of in the middle of it. So she's found her calling and her purpose, but she's kind of transitioning now. I don't know that she'll ever leave her job. I'll let her tell her story. But I have, you know, completely left the education world and transitioned to this kind of essential oil specialist, uh, yoga teacher, mindfulness coach, and, and help people even as far as with their finding their strengths and using their strengths to help them achieve their goals. So it's really about helping people find and step into their calling, whatever that is for them. And, and what makes my heart soar just to bring in strengths a little bit. So I'm talking about Gallup strengths. When I talk about this uh, maximizer is really high for me. And so what brings my heart joy is someone who comes here and they're, they're, they're good. They're great. And I'm like, let me nudge you in the direction of excellent, just as a guide, like, oh, what if you did this, this, and this, or how would you want to reach this goal? Or what are your goals? And then once they reach just even the smallest one and the next one, and the next one, my little maximizer heart's like, yes, you reached your goal. <laughs> like, I can't even explain how happy it makes me to, to just be a little part of helping someone else reach their goal. Yeah. And who doesn't want to be excellent? Right. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> so many times when you ask somebody how they're doing, they're just like fine or good. Uh, it's very rare to hear somebody say, I'm just excellent. Things are going well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, being able to be a part of that person, finding that excellence. Um, yes. And finding them, helping them reach that little goal. 
so that they can reach the bigger goal. Because that's what right. you did, right? You went from, I have this dream of going to Italy. Yes. To sharing that dream and manifesting so it could be possible. And in that manifestation, there were small things you had to do to make it open up for you. For sure. Yeah. Oh, so powerful. So where can, I could just talk to you for hours. Um, <laughs> as we found out the other day too. So I know, I know. Are there any other last minute tips that you might want to share with the listeners of things that kind of support, that could support them? Yeah, I really recommend finding um, a great supplement. So, you know, we're talking about uh, Mother Earth and it's such a shame that nutrition has been bred out of our food for a hundred years so that it grows bigger and prettier and sweeter. And so we're losing that nutrition uh, value, even from things that you think are the, the healthiest thing. So it's such a shame, even people who eat the healthiest diet still need a supplement to get them all the nutrition. So when someone's looking for a supplement, I say, look for whole food, look for soft packed and look for bioavailable. And so what that means is those three things, when you take a supplement like that with food, your body says, Oh, Oh, thank you for that cauliflower. Thank you for that broccoli. It actually sees it as food. And when you take a hard packed one, your body's like, I don't know what to do with this uh, rock that you fed me. And so you just pass it through your system and it can get stuck in a large and small intestine. Um, it's actually wreaking havoc at water departments because at the water departments, they're finding whole supplements. They can still read the brand on there because people are taking hard pack supplements and they're going literally flushing money down the toilet. <laughs> they're taking those whole hard pack of supplements and they're ending up at the water department. So really take time and find that um, quality, whole food, bioavailable soft pack supplements. I love that idea. And so, yeah, I've been kind of looking into that myself and found a good brand that I use um, called Athletic Greens. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the brands that I've kind of explored a lot and was, I heard about that from other podcasts yeah. and um, from like Dr. Dr. Hyman and some other people that use it. And it's that soft, it's made from all natural foods and it's bioavailable, which I love. Right. And mm -hmm. so that idea of some of the supplements you might get that are always on sale at the local drugstore. Mm -hmm are the ones, like you said, are showing up in the water treatment facilities, right? Or in the, well, um, or if you don't, or in your septic system, right? So they're just kind of sitting there yep. and you actually didn't take anything in, like you said, flushing your money down the drain. Exactly. And so really thinking about what you're putting in. It is really a shame how, right? So I had this huge salad for lunch. And as I was looking at it, I was like, okay, well, this is good. It has some vitamins and minerals, but it doesn't have nearly as much as it cl claims to have Yeah, because yeah. the soil has been depleted and everything else. So it's such, I love that advice of putting in something and kind of making sure your system is up and running at its fullest potential. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And then I think you, you and I both agree to get some outdoor time, find that sunniest. We're moving into winter, find that sunniest, warmest part of the day and, and get some time outside. 
Right. Yeah. It changes. It changes everything. Right. Even like this today, I was like, it's cold and rainy out, but I was like, we're going outside at least for a little bit of time. Um, <laughs> I didn't go outside today. We bought a row machine. So I put an outside rowing uh, thing on the TV and rode, but it's going to be 64 tomorrow. So I am going outside tomorrow. I've already made up my mind. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I think we're getting up to like 50 tomorrow. Oh, that's not, that's not horrible though. It's not too bad. I did have to turn the heat on recently because that had to be done for. <laughs> I'm waiting as long as I can, but I think it's going to be day after tomorrow. <laughs> Once the house registered 54 inside, I was like, well, I got to put it on during the day with them working from home and stuff like that. So. We'll just that's about part. where I'm going. Like once it hits 54, 55, I think I'm going to have to turn it. That's so funny. We have the same, like where we have to turn it on. And then I only turn it on to 60 degrees. That's what we have our heat set on for winter. So speaking of uh, kind of all the things that you've done, where can my, where can the listeners find you? Okay. So um, my website is omyoga.me. And the podcast is Should I Stay or Should I Grow? But that'll come out December 1st. I do think this is airing a little bit before that. A lot of my uh, information is on the the website. So it should have links to how to find me on Facebook. Uh, The Insta should be able to find me from the website uh, on there. And then I'll give you guys a little freebie and put my information on there too. So I'll put a little freebie in the, in the call notes for you guys that will show my daily habits and some ways that you can contact me. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's always nice for them to have kind of a a printout that they can kind of look at, right. To share and also ways to get in contact with you. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been great and talking with you. And I think, we could definitely talk for so much longer. We have so much in common. <laughs> I completely, and I feel like we find out something more in common every time we talk, which is so awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. What an amazing conversation Jessica and I just had. So powerful and moving. So much connection and conversation. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I did. Thank you again for tuning in to Save by Mother Earth podcast. Until next time, I hope you have a lovely day and sending love to you all. Take care.